Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Ryan Tansom, fellow podcaster. Ryan, you are the host of the Intentional Growth podcast, and you are also founder or partner with Arcona. Arcona is found on the web at arcona.io. That's it's A-R-K-O-N-A dot I-O. And Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Josh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So yeah, give us an overview of, of what Arcona is. Um, listen, anytime I see fractional CFO services, I'm like, yes, your lips to God's ears. You know, Because when you hit that stage in business, you don't have that financial leadership. It is, I mean, you're just kind of hamstringing yourself. Uh, it's, uh, I'll, I'll explain it like this, Josh. And it comes from my background with my dad and I having our family business. We had a $20 million business and we still ran the business like this. Revenue, gross profit, what's in the bank account? Revenue, gross profit, what's in the bank account? And you just go and you go and you go and, yeah. and depending on what's in the bank account is depending whether you're investing or, uh, or you're cutting. And so what we do now, Josh, is all uh, spawned out of my uh, experience turning around and then helping uh, sell the family business in 2014. And uh, laundry list of things I wish I would have learned, man. Um, my dad started our family business from the ground up. So he scaled from zero to 20. We then had to turn it around, sold it in 2014. And we did not have a CFO. We did not view and run the company like a financial asset, which is what my podcast is about, which is the laundry list of things that, that continues to grow of how I wish I would have known all this stuff, Josh. So the, the actual CFO service that we do. And so our Kona, we've got three things. We have the Intentional Growth Academy, where we teach how to view and run the company like a financial asset. We have a financial dashboard offering that is like a, a financial uh, roadmap towards that target equity valuation with scenario planning. So it's not just like your income statement, it's actually like an actual model that helps people plan towards that long-term goal. And then the CFO services is like that easy button where then they can kind of just get the whole package. All of this spawned out of like my old experience of like, what the heck happened? Yeah. Like, what were we marching towards? What's the Super Bowl? What's the actual goal? And how do we make the entire journey of being an entrepreneur worth it? And a lot of people don't know how to answer that question, man. Yeah. And, and what stage of business are we talking? Like, what would be the indicators um, that, that a company is ready for financial leadership? Because it, it might be that, you know, let's say someone is um, operating more of a solopreneur uh, type entity. And then they start bringing in a couple of operation team members. Okay. So now we're starting to get a little momentum here. Um, and where might be the appropriate place to say, you know what, I need to be making better mm -hmm. financial decisions based on data, not just my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, no, and, it's, a, it's a great question, man. Yeah. Well, I'd say like, at what point during your entrepreneurial journey do you want to make sure if you're on track to making it worth it? 
if you want, if the answer is yes, and I want to know today, I'd say like, what's your plan? Like when you're an entrepreneur, like, dude, Josh, I saw this stat like a couple months ago, 26.2% of privately held entrepreneurs in the US don't pay themselves a salary. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you, in that case, you better well be growing an asset that's worth something because why else wouldn't you be taking a salary? Like, so my point is, is like, there's this crucial inflection point, I think kind of specifically honing in on that question of like, should I build an asset or should I have this job as a solopreneur is whenever you get to that point, figure out what's important to you. So here's where I'm going to expand on that is like, I always joke around, like not joke around, but it referenced like this one to $2 million hamster wheel that people get into where, yay, I'm finally now making 125 grand. I can pay my bills, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. I just insert whatever salary is your, yeah. like I'm paying my income. But then I have all these like kind of quasi assistants call it like 10 employees, or you could be two employees as you're like your staff and it's you as the business. And it's like, okay, well then how many times people heard this advice? Well, Josh, why don't you just go hire someone? You're like, dude, I'm finally making enough money to pay my bills. So there's this, when I say hamster where there's this inflection point of finally making money for income, but how do I scale above that? So the decision B is like, do I build out the infrastructure, the systems, process, procedures to create an asset that's going to consume capital and invest it, which means that you might have to go from 120 salary down to 60 for a year to then mm. afford that investment to get to the point where you can launch or you can tap your line of credit, get an investor, whatever it might be. Or the other thing is like, you know what? I don't want to create a valuable asset. And I'm okay sucking all the cash as much as I can out of this. So it could be a consulting firm, a dental practice, a physician, a digital agency. I don't care what it is where you're the specialist. The moment that you're solving for annual income, where you're reducing expenses and sucking cash out of the company, you're not thinking about how can I grow an asset that will be transferable and sellable at some time. And there's this like death valley, Josh, where like you're going to have to pile all the money back in to grow that asset. And if you don't know that that's what your goal is, and you might be just spending money on random stuff and wake up and your company is still not worth the journey. And you forewent all of that cash flow you could have had because you didn't get the return. Is that making sense? It's like this inflection point where it's trying to figure out what to do. What's the end goal? Yeah, right, right. And, and, and boy, do I get it, you know, because it might be because, you know, the startup process they might have, you know, lived really lean and there might be personal obligations because I wasn't getting paid, you know, for yeah, that first year. There. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. uh, I get the desire to like, okay, I, I, I need to get my head above water personally, financially. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take every dime I can uh, so that I don't feel that personal stress. And yet there are other mechanisms um, and, you know, listen, do you mind talking just a little bit about um, productive debt and, and yeah, for sure, you know, why that's such a valuable tool? We, you know, for our, our fans that are listening to this mm-hmm. and, and you live in a country where you have access to capital, um, that is one of the strengths of of a really great being in a country with a really really great economy is that you have access to capital and it's meant to be productive and this was quite a shift that i needed to make in my head meant to be yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. because we think of debt normally we think well that's bad um but in business i mean you know if you're under 
you know, if you're under leveraging your your ability yeah. opportunities, you're going to stagnate yeah. Yeah. potentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to, I'll, I'm going to give a quick story of like how I think about this. And then I'll, yeah. actually, I'll put it in the context of a business, Josh. So productive debt, like what does that actually mean is there was the article that just came out in the Wall Street Journal this week of millennials racked up. They they, they added 30% to their debt. So it's now $3.8 trillion. And there was these stories of people, and I'm a millennial, God forbid, you know, <laughs> I'm on the first, the first year, I believe. But it was because these people were still going to Disney World for 15 grand while they lost their jobs. And it's like, I'm sorry, like, so that's called not productive debt, right? So like, you went from 200 grand in salary to hundred combined income, and you still decided to do everything you're doing. The productive way would have just isn't a, a basic analogy is I'm going to go get a certification or whatever it might be to become more valuable in the marketplace. So if you took on 15 grand of a certification for education, so that way you could go back and make more money, that would be productive. And the, in business, it's the same thing, Josh is like, what's the ultimate goal and so like when you actually tie three financial statements together and I say, what's the ultimate goal? I'm going to, again, I'm kind of, I'm a context guy, Josh. So it's hard for me to answer a question when the, without the context and the parameters. It's like, if you said my goal is 5 million in revenue, I'd say, well, I owned a $20 million business that lost $940,000 in 09. And if we would have sold the business, we'd have owed the bank money. That is not a good goal. A target equity valuation of your company where you have the choices to sell it or monetize it or hire someone that's called choices. You're building an asset that gives you choices. That's the right goal in my mind. Mm. Cause then you could figure out, should I give up equity to a, a, you know, a key executive? Should I launch a new product or service? Every goes, everything in synthesizes against that point B you say, okay, well, when and how can we do that? Can we afford to make that decision or that investment? And then you look at the cash flow statement between now and that target equity valuation. You say, we run out of cash, Josh, in September, October, and November of 2023 because our growth is consuming the capital. So let's say we have a $20,000 shortfall in those three months, six to eight months from now. And you say, well, okay, Josh, let's say you were the business owner. I'd say, Josh, your plan, we got a shortfall in these 90 days. How much do you like the plan? By the way, you're taking distributions and we got to pay our taxes. So would you like to forgo those distributions in those 90 days? And then we don't need to tap any line of credit or you can keep your line of, you know, you can keep your distributions. We can tap your line of credit for those 90 days. That's a form of debt, right? And also you, so think about that decision tree. Josh puts more money back in, tap the line of credit, get an SBA loan, get a conventional loan, get MES financing, get private equity, get venture capital, you're just going up the risk profile of who's going to fill that gap. I do not care what you do, Josh, or anybody else. I only care that it's going to get you to your goal. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't ever want to tell you what kind of capital or debt you should take on. It is all put into context to why are you doing that? <laughs> like, what's the road? The bridge, it's called a bridge loan. Because it's a bridge to somewhere and it yeah. should be bridged to more productivity, more cash flow. But people lost sight of exactly the question that you asked. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking about as well, um, you know, just every decision that we make. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was having a conversation. It's like, you know, when we don't, when we, well, let me ask, let me just ask you this question, right? It's like, 
the decision-making process on, you know, whether it's a marketing opportunity, whether it is, um, you know, kind of doubling down on, you know, social seems, it feels like, it feels like it we're getting feels good like. <laughs> <laughs> You know where I'm going it, with this, right? Yeah, it, it feels like, so good. Yeah. How, how deceptive can our feelings be? Uh, well, I've personally deceived myself more times in my lifetime than I could ever count. So like, uh-huh. and every time I regretted it, Josh, <laughs> so like, I, it's a, I'll pull from a, a, a book that I was rereading. So ITR economics, they're a sponsor for my quarterly economic and MA updates on my podcast. And yeah. he wrote a book called make your move. And I, it's from 2010, right after the crisis. And he was talking about their, they have these things called leading indicators, Josh, that they're like bo- taking in from economic data, as well as your sales data and inventory. It's like pretty elaborate stuff. But when he says there was a quote in there, he goes, cause they're just a data machine. They're an economic consulting data machine. And he's got this quote in there that says every single recession over the 45 years that he's been doing this, the entrepreneurs that he brings on are always optimistic. And then when he plugs his, their numbers in, it's like, you've been declining month over month for 14 months. And the person was like, it's going to be great. It's always around the next corner. And so like, I've been doing that for 10 years with building this business since I sold and it almost didn't work multiple times, Josh. Mm. So it's like to look at data based on the goal. I find it so therapeutic for entrepreneurs and leaders to go, this is what I said was important. This would make it worth it from an income perspective, a wealth creation perspective and a, 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 enjoyable life. Like, are you enjoying your, your day and your time? So I say that because like, if you have that context of point A, point B, how you, what your target equity valuation you want to be, the income you want on the way to that valuation, and then that role that you want to evolve into, then you have a circumstance that you have a decision that could impact or have a ripple effect. And it's like, I don't know, Josh, Based on what you want, what do you think? But it's the data and the story in that context, Josh, that I think allows people to then eliminate those feelings. Because in that context, you could say, hey, this product line, we can spend 20% of our lifetime value of that customer in sales and marketing. My old industry is 21%. When I took it over, it was we were doing 26%. So we had to reduce our sales and marketing expense as a relationship to the total gross profit of that client. Having that data is like, what are we doing that's wrong? Either the salespeople suck, the marketing's not working. Like we've honed in on the problem, but there's a parameter that says we can only spend this much based on how much we make in our products and services in order to get to that goal. If we want to spend more, the goal might be further out because we might not have that cash flow. So the feelings are like just like it's like the feelings are fine, but like let's validate them, synthesize them against our goals, and then against our trade offs, and then the person can make the right decision based on what they want. So Ryan, I need to know how does Arcona work? <laughs> In what way? Well, I you know so someone's <laughs> been listening to our conversation like, all right, I like this guy. All right, how can Arcona help me with uh, financial leadership? So we have Intentional Growth Academy. It's actually how Arcona started as an educational company, Josh, because I just wanted to teach people all the stuff that I kind of messed up 10 years ago. So it's a virtual academy as well as an in-person two-day boot camp. 
So it's based on these five principles of the intentional growth principles on how to view and run the company like a financial asset. So there's different ways to engage the virtual or the in-person. It's a roughly a call like five grand for the in-person and then a couple grand for some calls and some coaching. That led to our second service, which is we have a financial dashboard offering, Josh, mm -hmm. where we actually build this financial model for someone. So we actually onboard them into this financial dashboard, this financial model comes with a couple calls each month from, think about it like the, not a controller that's saying, Hey, by the way, your debt to equity ratio is X or your receivables are Y. It's like, sure, that's fine. But like, we're viewing the company from like a board or an investor perspective, our CFOs. And we're looking at the map saying like, okay, Josh, should you buy the building, hire that person, do that thing, you know, whatever it is, because we're keeping you on track. So two calls, dashboard offering, it's a couple grand a month. Then there's the 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 easy button, which is the fractional CFO services, which is a minimum of five grand a month. We our CFOs get five clients, and then what they do is they sit on the L10s or the weekly management meetings. The internal people reporting to them. They're interfacing with the bank, the CPA firm. They're doing open enrollment insurance. I mean, it's kind of the three things: is teach them how to fish, we'll help you plan, or <laughs> we'll be the, the the ultimate fishing guide. It's really depending on where people are at, but like, there's so much content out there. I just want people to like truly figure out like what make what will make the journey worth it because it's different for everybody and, and is there a great place to kind of start uh where someone's like okay well listen love the podcast uh do you have any long-form content that you'd recommend or just you know somewhere where someone can kind of start digging in the website arcona.io so we have an academy page with five videos on the five principles. We got an overview video. So I think there's probably an hour worth of videos on that page. Yeah. There is five videos on the financial checklist page on how to set up your financials. And, and Josh, I actually did it with Excel. So people could look at legitimately if they had a finance director or something like that they could just look at the videos with the person internally and be like, Hey, let's build this to see if their team is capable. So there's videos on that. And then there's a discovery call. If people wanted to schedule a, an actual, if they were like, okay, I actually feel confident that I want to see if this would be the right fit. It's a complimentary call. So it's you know, no, no big deal. We just want to make sure that people are interested enough to make it worth their time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Ryan, um, your website is arcona.io. That's A-R-K-O-N-A dot I-O. Uh, when you go there, uh, first off, also click on podcasts, subscribe to the Intentional Growth Podcast. Um, what will some, what's the transformation that will take place when they listen to your podcast, your show? They'll become more intentional. Ooh. And if they don't, I'd be really... I would be failing, <laughs> colossally <laughs> failing if that's not the case. I think one of my favorite things, Josh, honestly, is when I get, I'll get emails that are like huge of like, started listening a couple of years ago. Here's where I was at. Here's how I think it's really thinking differently, thinking about their trade-offs, thinking about their decisions differently based on where they want to go. So it's just bringing context to everything. Yeah. Uh, over nearly 350 episodes as of when we're recording this. Congratulations on that. You've you, been man. at it a while. <laughs> Every Thursday comes out at 445 in the morning. I haven't missed a week. <laughs> awesome. All right. Ryan Tansom, again, uh, partner and uh, visionary and podcast host. Again, uh, Intentional Growth Podcast. And uh, of course, the website, arcona.io. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.